where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our time of gathering. I know that there are people that are still coming into this physical space, and perhaps you're just coming into the online space yourself. So come and know that you are welcome. Come and know that there's a place for you here where you're not just welcome, but you're wanted and you're valued. I do want to thank those who are here in person for wearing their masks. Uh, we recognize the inconvenience of that, and we remain committed to um, the wisdom of doing so. So thank you. Thank you for that. My name is Sarah Verasco, and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And on behalf of our entire worship team, I want to welcome you to this time of celebration. I also want to acknowledge our AV team in the loft and thank them for their ministry. And I want to thank you for, it's going to sound simple, but I want to thank you for showing up. Because it's always a gift to be together. Whether we gather in person or we gather online or some combination of the two, which is happening right now. To be together is a gift. And I hope that you will just settle into whatever space you're occupying right now. Allow yourself to be supported by what you're sitting on or what you're standing upon. Allow the gift of breath to move through your body freely. Allow your mind to, to rest a little bit. This morning's service is in the format of a mini retreat. And I want to share with you the words of invitation for this morning. I think if you've been joining us, um, whether you've been joining us or not, we're looking at blessings. And I love last week Mike Martin said, you know, it's not something he ever gave a lot of thought to. <laughs> I have to tell you, that comes up a lot, for worship leaders anyway, giving thought to things we don't typically think about. And, and I hope this is an opportunity for you to, to do that as well. And our foundation for this mini retreat on blessings is Psalm 67, the first verse. It says, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make their face to shine upon us that God's way may be known upon the earth. Well, now, how do we know if God's face is shining upon us? I know that there's been a common notion, and I'm always leery at the word common, 
but there's been a common notion that blessings or to be blessed is equated with prosperity. Somehow wealth and privilege, perhaps an advanced degree or a zip code has been thought to signify blessing. And in and of themselves, I think these things really only offer the illusion of blessing because what does it say about people that don't have those things or live in those places? It reminds me of our study of Ecclesiastes and all that is vanity, not blessing. So it led me on a journey of considering, well, if it's not those things, then what is it? And I came up with a short list of characteristics for discernment. And I encourage you to come up with a list too. The, one, the list that I came up with and what we're gonna work with this morning are these six things. Is it generous and generative? Is it personal and interpersonal? Is it enduring and eternal? And these characteristics will be stepping stones for this morning where we'll look a little more closely and spend time with blessings in poetry, in images of creation, in music and in silence. And we're gonna take some time to savor and be still. So friends, let's see what the Spirit will do as we consider how a blessing is both generous and generative, we don't have to look very far in scripture because one of the creation stories in in Genesis says that God created all things and then humans and then blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Now, over the years, this has taken on a less than generous meaning. It has really been pigeonholed to mean um, have children. But that's not sufficient. When you look at all that God has done in creation, how could it possibly be that that's the only meaning for that phrase to be fruitful and multiply or to be generous and generative. Being generous and generative is about producing or reproducing new life, new growth, new ideas, maybe even a new song. There's an element of spaciousness to it. And if you were looking really closely at the bulletin or if you come here often to this space, you know that I didn't say a phrase that we always say in the beginning of worship because I wanted to save it for this moment. Because that theological statement that grounds us in our worship and in our life as a community is very spacious no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here 
Do you feel the spaciousness of that? I mean, it's one of those phrases that came out of the National United Church of Christ that instantly connects to so many people because there's a spaciousness that says, you don't have to believe this one thing or these three things. There's room. The other expression that goes with that is that God is still speaking. When we hear phrases like that, it opens us up to new horizons. And that's one of the many things that I love about life in Colorado and life with this congregation, is the spaciousness of the landscape and the freedom to dream in ways that are I haven't noticed them in other places before. The freedom to say, let's build homes on our property and let's give away our property. The freedom to dream about a, la a labyrinth on our landscape. The freedom to invest in new forms of energy for our roof. It's become our phrase, every inch, for ministry. Do you hear how that opens up what it means to be church and what the work of the church is? Let's stay with this idea of generous and generative. As we read our first blessing this morning, which is um, by John O'Donohue, and it's from his blessing called Matin, Matins. Matins is the, a service of morning prayer. It's basically a blessing of a new day or a blessing of the start of the day, and this is just part of the blessing. And I invite you to read along as I read aloud. In the name of silence, womb of the word, in the name of stillness, home of belonging, in the name of solitude, of the soul and the earth, I arise today, blessed by all things, wings of breath, delight of eyes, wonder of whisper, intimacy of touch, eternity of soul, urgency of thought, miracle of health, even if partial, embrace of God. May I live this day, compassionate of heart, clear in word, gracious in awareness, courageous in thought, generous in love. Let's savor these words and these images. It's going to be a, yeah. When Jesus uh, spoke to the crowds and he gave us the words that we now call the Beatitudes or the blessings, he sort of flipped the script on what we often think of when we envision counting our blessings. As Mike Martin said so well last week, the idea of giving blessings or calling things into blessedness can be an act of protest. 
it's a way of standing against the way things are. And so when Jesus stood there and he said to the people, blessed are the poor and the sick and the hungry, he was taking a stand against a world in which there are so many poor and sick and hungry. And at the same time, he was daring to lay forward this dream, this vision, where all people would be seen as blessings, no matter what their life circumstances are. And maybe some of you have had the experience of being seen as a blessing and being invited and welcomed and encouraged to live into your gifts or your potential. And maybe you've also had the experience of being in a place or a time where you aren't given that spaciousness, where your presence or your existence or your needs are seen as a burden rather than a blessing. And so as we turn to this new reading of the Beatitudes, I invite you to hold that tension in your mind and maybe to step forward into thinking a little bit more about how we continue to build the kingdom or the vision that Jesus laid forward. Let us read these words together. Blessed are those who know their need, for theirs is the grace of heaven. Blessed are those who weep, for their tears will be wiped away. Blessed are the humble, for they are close to the sacred earth. Blessed are those who hunger for earth's oneness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the forgiving, for they are free. Blessed are the clear in heart, for they see the living presence. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they are born of God. As you let those words and these images rest on you, see where it takes you. What a beautiful example of how to, of the spaciousness that music can provide from a simple hymn into a beautiful piece for reflection. There's a Buddhist teaching surrounded by the word and the reality of impermanence. And I remember learning this chant that said, all things are impermanent. They arise and they fall away. To be in harmony with this truth brings peace. And so it may sound strange to think of um, in everlasting or enduring or eternal as an element of blessing, but there's much in Christian teachings that support that. It's true there are few things that endure the test of time, but much of that speaks to our limited understanding and our limited awareness. 
In the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 24, Jesus says, anyone who hears my word and believes the God who sent me has eternal life. The ones who hear have passed from death to life in this life. This is not talking about life beyond life as we know it. It's in this life. In the Gospel of John, we hear the word becomes flesh. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In other words, Christ was in the beginning with God. Perhaps you know that reading or that part of the Gospel as the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I like to add, has not, will not, and cannot overcome it. These scripture passages speak to the, what is enduring and what is eternal. Even as our own health changes, our capacities of vision and hearing, and even mobility do and can change. So what does endure? What does it mean for a blessing to be enduring and eternal? In Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, Jesus says, Remember, I am with you always. That ruach, that spirit, that breath, that wind that was at the beginning of creation and that came into being in the flesh through Jesus, who also died and then experienced resurrection, is still with us, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Do you remember that doxology? I didn't have that written down. Isn't it funny how that comes out? And as I was thinking about, I was actually thinking about Matt and his family, because Matt's going to read our next blessing. And I had an imaginary conversation with Matt, uh, where I said, you know, Matt, what, what's your take on that which is enduring and eternal? And Matt, in our imaginary conversation, <laughs> said love. And of course... 1 Corinthians 13, 8, love never ends. So let's listen now to these words of blessing, and then we'll see some more images and hear some more music. And let's continue to let the Spirit work in this time. Thank you, Parker. Sing like never before. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless God's holy name. It's been written by a school of contemplatives that we cannot bless first, that our blessing comes from having received a blessing. And so we can bless God's holy name as a response 
to the blessing that we have received. And so our invitation to offering is one that says, let your life flow out as a blessing because the very existence of you here on this earth filled with breath is evidence of God's blessing, the one who first gave us breath. And so how will you respond to that beautiful, precious gift of blessing? Let your life flow out like a blessing. And my sense is, is that you're really good at this. I've seen it. I have to tell you one of the things that always um, touches and tickles me is when I see people busy at work in ways that are sort of hidden. I often stop in on a Saturday, even a Friday afternoon sometimes, and I'm never alone in the building, or rarely, rarely alone in the building. Whether it's John Parson zipping by on the lawnmower, or Jim and Joanne Bell meticulously putting up the name tags, we have two different stations now, please look for yours. And as Joe said, this is gonna look perfect until about 11.05 Sunday morning. One of my other favorites, a newer one was, I was, uh, Beth and I were coming back uh, after hiking with Warren and Claire and we were coming up with a plan for the morning of the safe storage giveaway. And we had just come up with a plan and then I glanced down at my phone and I got an email from John Parsons that said, I'm going out to pump up the tires on the trailer, which was for the same event. And of course, yesterday morning was the Memorial Garden team. I know that there's always room for more volunteers there, but there they were, out in the garden, as a family who was coming to celebrate the life of their beloved mom, grandma, spouse, and friend was gathering. I've never seen so much pink in this space. That's why I have this. And that's just what happens right here. There's so much that happens beyond here. So you know how to be generous. You know how to offer. What I hope that you can experience today is the blessing that came first is the blessing that comes every morning, every noonday, and every evening. The blessing that has your name on it, and the blessing that fills you with breath. There's lots of ways to contribute to the breath of this congregation, and the life of this congregation, and our work. And there's boxes in the back that you could put things in, there's an online link that's going to show up on the screen. There's lots of ways. So thank you for all the ways that you're generous.